0: Hi everyone, it's Charles here from the GHFC, this time with podcast number 26. So today I'll be sharing with you the second story in our series of nine, each one representing the career paths taken by nine fellow students, having completed their initial tertiary qualifications in quarry engineering way, way back in the early 1980s. Now these reflections simply serving as a point of reference for everyone, not just those in the engineering sector, to fully appreciate that although you may embark on a set career path in your late teens or or early twenties, it does not have to be life defining. What is most important is the ability to take stock of where you are at, ask yourself, are you being fulfilled, and then make adjustments to suit. That is exactly what these nine people did. And as you'll see, life has worked out pretty well for all of them. So by way of introduction in 1980, we were nine guys from all over the corners of the UK, be that Cornwall, Devon, Berkshire, Kent, Surrey, Yorkshire, Northumberland, Cumbria, or even Scotland, whom fate Thrust together at the Doncaster Metropolitan Institute of Higher Education, nestling amidst the sleepy hamlets of High Melton and Cadeby on the outskirts of Doncaster in South Yorkshire, where we embarked on the Doncaster Diploma in Quarry Engineering. Yeah, we drank together, we had fun together, we drank some more, we had more fun. And then to fill in time, we learned all there was to know about quarry engineering and and quarry management. In essence, we came together as boys, leaving three years later as men. Now in 2021, uh, due to COVID, uh, the passing of time and the advent of Zoom, 12 former students um, reconnected as DDQ Reunited. It started with three of us, then went to four, then to seven, then eight, and, and finally we became 12. So what follows is nine real life stories from nine of the DDQ Reunited crew, from a book which has been recently published titled 40 Years On, Reflections on Life Before, During and After Quarrying. Now, ordering details as either an e-book or a soft copy uh, hard book uh, are available on the GHFC website at glasshousefullcom.com So, in podcast 25, we heard our first story uh, from Andrew, who hails from Devon. Now, in podcast number 26, we will hear from Andy. Andy is from the north of England, just outside Newcastle in Northumberland. Yes, why I'm man a Geordie? So imagine the narration is being given by a British-born Geordie comedian Ross Noble. I was born in Rowlands Gill, Tyne and Weir. Uh, more specifically, Highfield, the dodgy end of Rowlands Gill. Uh, the product of five generation of coal miners although my father uh, a joiner was the first not to go down pit my ddq career started in 1979 as a response to an advert in a national newspaper uh, the daily Tele- daily express sorry I, I seem to remember where tilcon later to be swallowed up by tarmac were advertising for suitable students to sponsor on the doncaster diploma in quarry engineering at high melton or ddq as it was simply known after successfully getting through several interviews, at 19, I was very much looking forward to Doncaster. I had three incredible years, made friends for life, dis- discovered women, beer, and the space invaders. The course itself covered many interesting topics and really set me up for a career in quarrying. We all worked hard and we all played hard. I embarked on the course as an innocent boy and three years later came out, well, as not such an innocent boy, and still feel the same 40 years later. I'm not sure if I'll ever grow up. I have many cherished memories from High Mountain, and am so pleased that we're all back in touch, although still looking for the uh, elusive Rowan Kirk. After Doncaster, I continued to work for Tilcon until 1990, commencing in 1982 as assistant quarry manager at Belford Quarry in Northumberland, supplying hard rock aggregates to Tornest Nuclear Power Station, then a a quarry manager at Ewersley and Hardin Quarries in 1984, including supervising the installation of a brand new asphalt plant at Bladen Quarry in 1988. 1990, I moved to RMC as a quarry manager of Divot Hill Quarry, in 1992 being promoted to Area Production Manager, a position vacated by another former DDQ student who is currently a director of the Mineral Products Association of the UK. Then in 1993, Ian McDougall, one of my closest colleagues from Doncaster, offered me a job as a production manager for Marshalls Flooring in Hoveringham, Nottingham. It was a total change being a large scale precast concrete manufacturing facility, making structural flooring products and staircases. Although operationally it was a mammoth task, it introduced me to a totally new opportunity in the construction industry and was a much more commercial role than I had previously experienced. However, I, I never really settled in Nottingham and after four years took the plunge to start out on my own and set up span-cast concrete floors back home in Northumberland. Designing, manufacturing and installing pre-cast concrete floors all learned from my time at Marshalls. After three very tough years, things started to pick up and it became a very successful business, which in 2008 was sold to aggregates industry just as the global financial crisis hit. The timing couldn't have been better. I spent the next three years working for Aggregate Industries but didn't enjoy being back in the PLC, Public Limited Company, world. In 2014, following the expiry of a non-compete clause, myself and my business partner set up Lynx Precast, a business which currently employs 110 people with a turnover in 2022 approaching £30 million sterling. It gives me a great sense of achievement and fulfilment that we are providing livelihoods for so many families in Northumberland and Yorkshire, where our factory and offices are based. I remember once visiting Ruston Buciris with Tilcom, the the manufacturers of uh, excavators, uh, in the 80s, and I'll never forget the regret uh, of one of the sales guys who, in his 60s, had never taken the plunge to work for himself. It really struck me. Now I'm in a very privileged position where I'm in charge of my own destiny with work. Although stressful at times, now being more like a hobby, I just love getting out of bed in the morning. One thing I would absolutely recommend to anyone with the inclination is to simply go for it. Even if it doesn't turn out, at least you tried, unlike the bloke at Ruston Busiris. Well, there we have it. The, the recollections from Andy. Quite an amazing story. I really hope you gained some insights and added value from Andy's experiences. And always, uh, many thanks for listening. Now, should you or someone you know being show, showing signs of anxiety, then please do contact the following organisations or at least visit their website. The Black Dog Institute, Beyond Blue, Gotcha For Life, Lifeline, Sane Australia, Are you okay? Or or headspace? And until next time, do stay mentally well. All the best, Charles at the GHFC.